0: everyone. You're welcome to Christian Therapy Podcast. It is your host, Ashverano. Let's get into today's episode. So for those of you who listened to the last episode, you know I was saying that in this month of august we'll be doing 30 days with the word and so today we're going to be starting from ephesians chapter one um and so the first thing i would say is that you should spend time reading the chapter for yourself and then after which um or you listen to this first and then go back and read the chapter or read the chapter first and then listen to this whichever one you prefer um okay so Paul, the famous Paul in the Bible, the Apostle of Jesus Christ, um, wrote this letter to the Ephesian church. Now, so, and the thing about this letter is it is addressed to the Ephesian church, but to also other people who are seen as believers, right? So that basically means that the letter is addressed to the church in Ephesus, but then the letter also applies to us Christians, Because we are all part of people who believe in Jesus Christ. And in those days, people were referred to as believers. Um, And so, like, let's say, for example, Ephesians 1 chapter, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 2 says, I'm writing this letter to all the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. So I know some people might be like, okay, the letter is just for church in Ephesus well it also says to devoted believers okay so it's for all of us um okay so and let's just let's get into it so what i will do is um i will choose certain verses and then talk about it with you guys um and that's why i said it's so important to read the whole chapter because there are so many beautiful parts that i'm not going to be able to cover in this episode so i want to encourage you to actually spend time dissecting that and covering that um you know in your own personal study okay so i'm gonna start with verse four um actually let me start from verse three there's something beautiful in verse three as well every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly father the father of our lord jesus all because he sees us wrapped into christ this is why we celebrate him with all our hearts now the first thing i should say is i'm using the passion translation so if you're wondering what is this girl reading it is from the passion translation okay and i'm moving to verse four and in love he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe because of his great love he ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. For it was always in his perfect plan to adopt us as his delightful children through our union with Jesus the Anointed One, so that his tremendous love that cascades over us would glorify his grace for the same love he has for the beloved Jesus he has for us. And this unfolding plan brings him great pleasure. Okay, so I'll stop here for a second. And I want to draw your attention to verse four, which talks about the fact that he chose us before the foundation of the universe. Like for me, that is such a sobering thought because that makes me think like, wow, God planned for me. I wasn't a mistake. It wasn't like, okay, my parents just, you know, tried or you know it wasn't like they were trying they just had me by mistake not saying that that's what the experience was but I'm just saying like you know how sometimes parents could say to kids that oh you're a mistake you're not a mistake because God knew and laid the foundation for you Like, that is just mind-blowing. And so he chose us before he laid the foundation of the universe. And the big, 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 big thing I want to draw your attention to is the fact that it says, he ordained us so that we would be as holy in his eyes with an unstained innocence. Now, if you think about the Old Testament, the Old Testament, um, not just anyone could come into the Holies of Holies. And, you know, they had to do sacrifices um, to, you know, cleanse their, or try to cleanse their sins um, to an extent. Um, So sacrifice had to be done, right? But then Jesus was the last and perfect sacrifice. You know, he was the one that knew no sin and then came to die for us, right? And then through his death and his resurrection now we are seen as holy prior to that we couldn't boast about being the temple of god that was just not possible and even in the temple of god only select people could come into the holies of holies you know but now we have this privilege we have this beautiful gift that god has given us which is now that you know that we are righteous so now we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And that's why I don't want us to be thinking, you know, having the mentality of sin. There is no need for us to be saying that, you know, we, we, there is no reason for us to see ourselves as sinners saved by grace. We've moved past that. We are seen as holy by God with an unstained innocence. What does it mean for something to not be stained? Like let's say there is a white cloth, right? No stains whatsoever, and you put just a slight I don't know, oil, you put oil on it, or let's say, like you know, you had a cut and just blood touched it, that's a stained. Imagine that. But for someone to say that it is unstained, that means it is without blemish, it is without wrinkle. It is in its purest form. So imagine, in the eyes of God, we are seen in our purest form. Like, just think think about it for a second. He's not thinking, oh, look at this, you know, this this wretched sinner that I've saved. No, he sees us as holy. He sees us as holy. And it's time that you see yourself the way God has seen you. Because if you see yourself as holy with unstained innocence, then you will not do certain things. Because you see yourself as holy. But when you have the sin consciousness, when you see yourself as a sinner saved by grace, when you see yourself as, um, you know, wretched, then you will do wretched things. You will function from that position, from that place. But there is so much more that we have been called into. And I pray that you guys will catch it in your spirits today in Jesus' name. And if we move on to verse 5 and 6, it talks about the perfect plan that God had to adopt us as his delightful children through Jesus Christ. That has always been his plan. His plan has always been for us to be his children. And so when he spoke the word and the word became flesh and then came to die for our sins in the form of jesus that was god trying to unite us trying to adopt us as his children so we should be able to say "Bodhi, we are children of god he loves us so much he loves us so much we have an unstained innocence we are seen as holy we are holy people have you met people who are scared to say that they are holy they're so quick when you say oh you know we are holy they're like oh i'm not perfect like bro be perfect even as your heavenly father is that is what the word says we shouldn't confess certain things because that's what the world expects of us that's what the world thinks is okay no no a thousand times no Okay, let's move on to verse seven. Since we are now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasures of redemption by his blood, the total cancellation of our sins, all because of the cascading riches of his grace. You see, first he told us we are seen as holy. We, are, we have unstained innocence. And now he's, he's telling us, because we are joined to christ we have been given the treasures of redemption and what is the treasures of redemption the total cancellation of our sins there is a complete cancellation of our sins it's not okay sin today Mm -mm. there is a complete cancellation of our sins unless you're not joined to christ if you are joined to christ then there is a total cancellation of your sins and it's not because of anything you did but it's by grace it's through grace that we have the total cancellation of sins praise the lord and so in verse 8 it talks about this super abundant grace what does it mean for something to be super abundant that means it overflows It is more than abundance. That's basically what that means. So it is ever flowing, never comes to an end. And so it says the abundant, the super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us. The super abundant grace is powerfully working in us. So as Christians, you have that super abundant grace working in you. And I want that to be a confession that you have. I have the super abundant grace working in me powerfully. Glory to God. And then if you read it, it says, the super, This super abundant grace is already working in us, releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. Ooh. When I read this, I was, I was mind blown this grace is working in us powerfully and then guess what this grace is doing this grace is releasing all forms of wisdom and practical understanding so this grace is giving you wisdom it's giving you insights in your job insights spiritual revelation wisdom you know it is wanting to be at work. To be functioning at work. And to not have wisdom. The wisdom of God. Not man's wisdom. Man's wisdom is futile, It can only take you for a short time. But the wisdom of God supersedes them all. Practical understanding. That means you just know it. You know the steps to take. You know. You have the wisdom. You have the insight. And then you know what to do. So it's like. I know what to do. I know when to do what to do. I know how to do what to do. You have it in totality, praise the Lord. And so I want that to be your consciousness. If that is your consciousness, imagine what sorts of things you're going to be able to achieve at work today. Imagine the sorts of things that you're going to be able to do in your business. Imagine the sorts of things you're going to be able to do, the greater heights you're going to reach in your spiritual growth. There is no limits. Praise the Lord. And so I'm going to move forward to verse 11. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his, as his own inheritance. Like I have been claimed by God as his own re- inheritance. That means he appointed us. He chose us. We are the chosen ones. Like th- deep it. Like, guys, I'm... You know what? Like, as I'm saying and talking to you guys about this, I could literally run marathons right now. Just thinking about this. I have been claimed by God. You know, like, people of this world, it's like, you know, to not be claimed by a parent is one of the greatest pains that certain people experience. But think about it. To be claimed by God... That is the greatest, greatest privilege. Before we were born, he gave us our destiny. Think about it. So before you were born, before I was born, he gave us our destiny. And then it says that we would fulfill the plan of God who accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. So I want us to take time to think about what is the plan of god for our lives what is the plan of god for your life what is that destiny that he gave you and i want you to function in that what is that plan what is that purpose what what is it and if you think about you know the knowledge of what you know about god The big, the huge thing about God is God wants you to glorify Jesus. He wants everything you do to glorify Jesus. And two, he wants you to win souls. So one, live for him and two, win souls. That is God's agenda. If it wasn't, God would have said, as soon as you gave your heart to Christ, go into heaven straight." You know, you're finally seen as holy, you're blameless. So now, heaven is your inheritance, right? But no, God is like, we still have work to do. We still have to grow on this earth. We still have to live for him. We still have to glorify him with every area of our lives. And we need to win souls. Win souls. You know, and some people think like, oh, that's only the job of the pastor. No, it is also your job as a Christian. This has nothing to do with your pastor. It is your job as a Christian. Every Christian has the ministry of reconciliation. If you know nothing else, that is a ministry that has been entrusted to every single Christian. No one is exempt. It's the ministry of reconciling souls to God. What does God care about the most? Souls. God cares about you and I. God cares about other people that have not come to the knowledge of God. God does not want anyone to perish. God doesn't want anyone to die and have to go to hell and the lake of fire. No. He wants every single person to come to that place where they know God. And so that's his agenda. So everything and anything that you are doing, think about it. Does it glorify God? Will it win souls? Okay, let's move on to verse 17. I pray that the Father of glory, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, would impart to you the riches of the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of revelation to know him through your deepening intimacy with him i pray that the light of god will illuminate the eyes of your imagination some translations say understanding flooding you with light until you experience the full revelation of the hope of his calling that is the wealth of god's glorious inheritances that he finds in us his holy ones I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power as it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honour and supreme authority in the heavenly realm and now he is exalted as first above every ruler authority government and realm of power in existence he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised not only in this age but in the age that is coming praise the lord now guys when I think about this right so in introducing this prayer Paul was talking about how you know he's always full of joy and overcome with just joy about like these people and how they have such a strong faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and how they have love towards their fellow you know um, believers right and Paul was saying about the fact that he thanks God for them. He is constantly remembering them in his prayers. And then he talks about how he prays for them. And I think that Paul wanted this to be written in the letter so that they themselves can also pray this prayer for themselves or other people. If there's anyone that you're trying to pray for to get to the point where they Uh, have a deepened intimacy with God, then you need to pray these prayers for them. Starting from verse 17, you need to pray these prayers for them. Pray that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will be imparted to them so they will know and have a deepened intimacy with God. Pray that the eyes of the understanding will be flooded with light. And also, this doesn't mean you cannot pray it for yourself. You can absolutely pray it for yourself. You can. And I think you should. If you're listening today and you're trying to deepen your intimacy with God, these are the sorts of prayers that you can pray to deepen that intimacy that you have with God. To deepen that intimacy, that fellowship that you have with the Holy Spirit. You know, when you pray that your understanding is flooded with light, that means that there is nothing that you will not understand. It's like light. That means where there is darkness, light is being turned on. You know, are you are you are you confused about something in your life? That the eyes of your understanding will be flooded with light. That darkness will be gone. That confusion will be gone. Praise the Lord. And so I want us, you know, if you're listening today, I want you to take out time. If you feel like this prayer is something that you need, I want you to take out time to pray these prayers on yourself. I'll go back and you know, play this part where I'm pray. I, I read the prayers and just say, amen. And, but well, even that is not enough, you need to confess it. And so I would encourage that even after praying this prayer, you continue to confess that you have the spirit of wisdom to know him intimately. That you have a full knowledge of the hope of his calling. That the eyes of your understanding is flooded with light. That you continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God. Imagine that. Imagine experiencing the immeasurable greatness. You cannot fathom it. You cannot measure it. The immeasurable greatness of God's power available to you. Wow, glory to God and so i want us to you know take time out of your day read this fellowship with god pray along these lines and you will con- you will begin to see the transformation glory to god and so i'm going to read the last verse in concluding and i'm going to read it starting from 21 again because it follows into 22 and now he is exalted and who is he jesus jesus is exalted as first above every ruler authority government and the realm of power in existence he is gloriously enthroned over every name that is ever praised not only in this age but in the age that is coming and he alone is the leader and source of everything needed in the church god has put everything beneath the authority of jesus christ and is giving him the highest rank above all others. and now we his church are his body on his on the earth and that which fills him who is being filled by it praise the lord and so jesus has been given a name that is above everything every confusion every sickness every anxiety every infirmity you have the name of jesus christ it's like everything has been put under his feet everything has been put subject to him that means there is nothing in this life that you want to achieve that you cannot achieve with the name of jesus there is nothing that you want that you cannot get in the name of jesus He is the leader. He is the source of everything. There is nothing. There is nothing that is impossible. If you take nothing from today, think about it. Nothing is impossible. Everything, everything, not some things, everything is possible. There are no limits because God has given Jesus the highest rank, the highest authority of them all. Authority over everything, over that job, over your finances, over your spiritual growth, over that addiction, over masturbation, over anything. He has given him the highest rank above all of this. Glory to God. And we are his body. So we are the ones to enforce the name of God in the earth. We are the ones to glorify the name of Jesus in the earth we are the ones to show forth the beauty and perfection and perfections to which we have been called into we're the ones to teach people that they have unstained innocence in Christ that there's been cancellation of their sins that they are seen as holy glory to God that they are blameless without blemish that they are pure glory to God and so it's our is a duty which we must take seriously and I thank everyone for listening if you are here and you haven't given your heart to Christ I want to give you a moment to come to Christ and I'm just going to ask you to say this prayer with me and believe it with all of your heart There, Jesus I believe with all of my heart that you died and you were raised you died for my sins and you were raised for my justification i believe and confess that you are the lord of my life from this day forth i live for you and for you alone thank you father i am born again thank you father i am now a child of god from this day forward in jesus name amen if you've prayed that prayer i want you guys i want you guys to reach out to me if you need any sort of support um because the thing is now that you're born again you're probably thinking you know what shall i do um you know there's a book called now that you're born again by chris oyakilome and i would encourage you to go and read that book because it really breaks down now that you're born again what does that mean and i think it's so important to know what that now means for you so i encourage you to go and find that book if you google it there are free PDFs all all over the internet and if you do not find it reach out to me and i will get one for you find me on instagram at christian therapy and i will get one for you god bless you i pray that you will have a fruitful day a productive day full of the miraculous no evil shall befall you today in the name of jesus christ i thank you because you will only hear good news today in the name of jesus christ i thank you for you the spirit of wisdom will teach you what to do at work will teach you what to do in your business in the name of jesus christ you will never be confused you know what to do at every given opportunity you know when to do what to do you have insights into mysteries and secrets thank you blood, through the wisdom through the holy spirit that is at work in you thank you father for a beautiful day full of joy the devil cannot steal my joy today the devil cannot steal your joy today thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. We give you all the praise. At the end of the day, we only have testimonies. We only have reasons to praise you. Reasons to give thanks to you, Lord. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Amazing people. Thank you so much. And I will see you guys tomorrow. God bless you. Thank you. Bye.